For five straight years, the Golden Mike Podcast has been presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. SeaDeck features non-absorbent closed-cell PE EVA blended foam that delivers the perfect combination of comfort, safety, and style. For more information, check out www.cdeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Your boat deserves SeaDeck. And now, it's showtime. the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast, with the noise of the North himself, Dano the Mano. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode 111 of the Golden Light Podcast. As always, I am the Noise of the North, Dan of the Mano, this time recording from my Windy City studio outside Chicago, Illinois. It's cold, it's cloudy, it's gray, but this should brighten things up. It's your bi-monthly dose of audio sunshine. Let me tell you what, guys, I've had one heck of a week and a half here. My wonderful girlfriend, Jane, and I flew back down to Florida. I had the opportunity to record the interview that you are going to hear in today's episode. We even got to attend the super prestigious MDCE, or Marine Dealer Conference and Expo Top 100 Boat Dealer Gala with our friends at Boulder Boats. You guys might remember I went as a guest with them last year. This year was a blast. You should have seen me. I got to rock a James Bond style tuxedo, rented of course, and trust me, I had my fair share of martinis, shaken of course, never stirred, and then after the perfect amount of shaken martinis, I found myself doing some karaoke with the crew at Boulder Boats along with some of the guys at Malibu at this dive bar on International Drive called Oh Shucks, just belting out one of Brian Thomas and myself's favorite go-tos, Never Tear Us Apart by the legendary In Excess, which is funny because you're going to hear me mention this later on in the episode, which of course was recorded days before this karaoke adventure. I should have recorded it. Anyways, I'm sure there's plenty of karaoke videos of myself out there on the internet, but what a night. And I honestly can't thank the folks at Boulder Boats enough for having us as their guests. A big shout out to the entire Boulder Boats family for the honor of making the best dealerships to work for list. Seeing them get recognized meant a lot to me as these guys have been a longtime sponsor and supporter of this podcast. And Boulder Boats has always made me feel like I was a part of their family. They make everybody feel like they're part of the family. Uh, My sponsors are more than just my sponsors. They're brands and they're people that I genuinely believe in. Boulder Boats is ranked not just top 100, but in the top 30 in Boating Industry Magazine's top 100 dealerships in America. Think about that. Out of the tens of thousands of boat dealerships in the U.S., Boulder Boats are recognized among the top. They also received the 2018 WSIA Dealer of the Year Award, and the accolades don't seem to stop coming. 
If you guys are ever thinking about buying a new boat, their friendly and knowledgeable sales, financing, service, and parts departments are there to make sure your experience is outstanding from finding the right boat to ongoing maintenance and customization. Boulder Boats also have a ton of previously owned, previously loved boats to choose from, and they ship worldwide. So go ahead, like Boulder Boats on Facebook, and while you're online, be sure to check out boulderboats.com for a full list of locations, inventory, and events. This week's guests are actually two proud members of the Boulder Boats sales staff, Neil Wahlberg and Dan Lee. Now, before you start writing threatening emails about how these guys aren't pro wakeboard athletes, I'll have you know that Neil Wahlberg actually used to be a part of this grassroots wakeboarding group called the Midwest Militia, and he helped put on their legendary boot camp events in the early 2000s. They were huge up here in Illinois where I grew up. Plus, these guys are a lot of fun, so I think you're really going to like to hear what they have to say. Some of you who have been following this podcast for a while know that I used to sell boats in a past life about 18 years ago. And talking to these guys, I can tell you that they are the best sales professionals I've ever seen. Neil Wahlberg recently won the 2018 Regional Salesperson of the Western Region in honor for Malibu Boats at their big dealer meeting. And Dan Lee is so good at selling boats. Boulder lets him do it from his home in Wisconsin. Meanwhile, they only have locations in Arizona, Nevada, and California. Think about that. That's how good he is. I got to sit down with both of these guys in the Boathouse studio before the big gala of the Top 100, and we had an awesome conversation about water sports, the sales life, and the industry in general, and I hope you guys enjoy it. But before we do get into it, I have to remind you all to please continue to spread the word about this, the Golden Mike podcast. You already know there's no other podcast in the Toad Water Sports industry that has continued to deliver high quality content for a half decade straight, and we're only getting better. But guys, I can't do it all on my own. Here's how you can help. Be sure to subscribe to the Golden Mike podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, and tell all your friends and family members to do the same. And I mean everyone, your mom, your grandma, your crush from senior year that broke your heart, that one guy you met at that party once in 2008 and you're somehow still friends with him on Facebook, everyone. And after you listen to the show, please take a minute to rate it five stars. We're up to 105 five-star ratings and 69 reviews, but with your help, we can get it so much higher. I often have this reoccurring dream where we have 999 five-star ratings and I'm the one who goes into iTunes and I'm the one who gets to click the button and make that a thousand. What do you say? Won't you guys make my dream come true? A five-star rating helps increase the visibility of this podcast and in turn, you'll be helping the sport grow as well. And just so you know, if you take the time to write a review, I'll take the time to read it right here on the podcast. Imagine my buttery smooth baritone voice reading your message to the entire world, including that same crush from senior year. And if that isn't motivation enough, I'll even personally send you a free Golden Mike podcast t-shirt to thank you for your support. All you got to do is 
is write that review, then shoot me an email and a screenshot of that review after it posts to goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com, and I'll be happy to send you your new favorite gear. You guys can also send any questions or comments to goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. This week, we have a five-star review that comes from Rich157832, who writes, Not knowing too much about action water sports, I've fallen in love with the entire culture. Dano is the mano. Hashtag, I want my swag. Well, I'm happy to hear it, Rich. I remember when I first fell in love with the sport, and I haven't fallen out of love since. Your swag is in the mail, buddy. Well, I guess that is whenever you send me your address, so get it out already, brother. Also, a shout-out to a longtime Golden Mike podcast fan, super fan, listener, Natalie Grandslam Graham, who sent me an email uh, just a few days ago telling me about her awesome trip to Antarctica. How cool is that? One of my biggest dreams besides getting a thousand five-star ratings is to grab a ride a shred out in the frozen frontier alongside a penguin or two just like some of my heroes guys like adam errington and parks bonifay i'd probably need a a thicker wetsuit though right actually who am i kidding i hate the cold that's never gonna happen you guys i love hearing about your travel stories i love hearing any of your stories in general i just love hearing from you Email me again, that's goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com, and let me know what you're all up to. As a reminder, though, you can always listen to each and every episode of the Golden Mike Podcast, available on the archives, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, a wide array of podcast listening apps on Android, as well as on my website, noiseofthenorth.com. If you're a Toad Water Sports enthusiast or fan, or you know anybody who is, Please, guys, do your due diligence and spread the word. You can also follow the Golden Mike Podcast on Facebook and follow me personally on Instagram at Dano T. Mano, Twitter at the Golden underscore Mike, and you can stay up to date with all the latest and greatest Golden Mike Podcast news. All right, folks, a quick word from one of our awesome sponsors, and then back to the Boathouse Studio and Dan Lee and Neil Wahlberg from Boulder Boats right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. The WSIA and the Golden Mike Podcast want to remind all of our listeners to please wake responsibly. The Wake Responsibly Initiative is a part of the WSIA's waterway protection efforts to help minimize threats to lakes and rivers regarding towed water sports. This initiative was started to preserve the vitality of wake sports for years to come to ensure that we can share our passion with future generations. WSIA is focused on promoting and protecting all towed water sports through best practices, maintaining waterway access rights, educating participants, promoting safety, and facilitating sustainable industry growth. For more information and to see how you can do your part to wake responsibly, head on over to WSIA.net. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the North, Dano the Mano. We are here inside of the Boathouse Studio in Windermere, Florida, just outside of Orlando. And by we, I mean my special guests today, the crew from Boulder Boats. I got a couple of guys here 
who are a super special, a humongous part of the Boulder Boats teams, and guys who I'm pretty uh, stoked to call my friends as well. I'm going to let these guys introduce themselves. I'm going to start with the gentleman sitting right here on the on my left-hand side of the couch. Sir, please uh, let my listeners know your name, who you are. Dano, thanks. Uh, I am Dan Lee. I'm our general sales manager for Boulder Boats. Uh, been with the company since 2012. Uh, moved out to the Vegas area. Joined up with uh, Stuart and Mark and the crew out there. Uh, through the years, now we've grown into uh, Phoenix, where I had spent eight years of my life living prior. And uh, now we've uh, continued to grow. Beautiful. All right. And the gentleman to your left. Dano, thanks for having us on. Neil Wahlberg over here, um, you know, living out in the Phoenix store, uh, living in Phoenix, doing the Phoenix uh, Boulder Boats thing. Started off in uh, 2015 over there, kind of getting it rocking, uh, expanding to their second market. And uh, man, it's been a heck of a ride. But longtime listener, big fan of yours and and, and what you're doing here for the industry. Like, uh you know, people love it and, and, and we're stoked to be a part of it. So, well, this is a little bit of a different episode than normal. Usually I'll have somebody who's maybe like an athlete or a past athlete. Um, I, you know, I guess I've had like other industry people here, but I've never really had guys who are, well, I, I guess sales guys, but I think there's a, a few different stories. Um, sales professionals. Professionals, my bad. Well, I was one of them. Get rid of the sales altogether. That's what it was. What was I when I was in sales? Was I a, I was just a kid. Feeling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was such a pro there. I only sold boats for, for two years. It was... Uh, you know, though, but you got a taste of it. You know, you, you got a little bit of a, you know, exposure to that side of this industry, which, you know, is the athletes are very important to our industry, obviously, and they're who we all look up to and we'd like to hang out with and go ride with. And but I mean, all of us, even as sales professionals, I feel like most of us in this industry are still at our heart, like, you know, water sports enthusiasts and passionate about what we do on the water, first and foremost. Well, I thought that was why it would be so important, so cool to have you guys on the episode here. You know, I, I actually have tons of people who are always like, oh, Dano, I would be the perfect guest. I'll be the perfect guest. But I, I seriously think in your guys's case, it's true. Uh, there's there's other things we've got the the personally we've got the boat sales in common. Uh, we also have the the whole Midwest thing in common too. So yeah, yeah Midwest. <laughs> yes, right. That's right. So let's let's start with Dan here, and bef- um, before we kind of get to some of the notes that we talked about uh, before we started recording here, um, tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you kind of got involved into the water sports industry. Yeah, so I'm from uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. It's a it's a city right on the Mississippi River at the Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin kind of triangle border. There, um, grew up, you know, just like I think about everybody in this industry that I see that does well. I grew up, and the best days of my life were always the ones I thought about being on the boat. I mean, I'm getting shivers just kind of saying that, and it happens every time I say that. So, um, what got me into the boating industry, ironically, is I had some buddies. We worked at a marina and, um, you know, always remember your roots. I was pulling weeds. I was pumping out holding tanks on uh, houseboats and cruisers and pumping gas in boats. So that's where I got my start in it. And ironically, just with the um, post-college looking for looking for a change, ended up moving out west and uh, walked in and out of a few different boat dealerships and some off-road shops looking for something that might last me two months or six months until I ran out of money. And um, 
got into a boat sales job, 100% commission, just took this big leap of faith. And uh, it turned out to be the best decision I ever made in my life as far as is how I got into the business side of things where, you know, I just because of boating, I packed up and I ended up moving to Phoenix with a buddy who was taking a job transfer at the Department of Defense. And next thing you know, I was I was a boat salesman. Were you, did you grow up like as a skier or a wakeboarder? Were you competitive? Did you compete? Did you do ski shows being as though you're like from, from the Midwest, from that Wisconsin area? I'm sure that, that there had to be some sort of like water ski show influence around you. Yeah. I saw that stuff all the time and, and realistically kind of the, um, the taste of boating, I got it and then it got taken away from me when I was about 11 years old. Um, cause my uncle was, my uncles on my mom's side were, were big water sports guys, uh, nothing on the competing level. And, and my uncle that we used to always go out on the water with, he ended up passing away at 38 years old. So um, we ended up kind of getting away from the water sports side when I was just about ready to get into it. And, and my dad, is a he's an awesome fisherman and he's big into the fishing side. And the irony of it is I just do not have the attention span to sit there. And so to me, boating was in a 14 foot aluminum boat with my head staring at the water, wishing I was in one of those other boats riding behind it until I actually went out and bought one when I was 19. So, all right. So Neil, let's, let's talk about your story because, uh, you and I actually have sort of run around in the same circles in the past, but I feel like, I, I don't know. I don't know if we met in the last five years or if we actually met 20 years ago, but again, I know that um, the shop I was working for in, in Chicagoland was was supporting a lot of the events that you were helping organize. So tell everybody um, where where you're from and how you kind of got your start into the industry and everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, I grew up in Florida. I grew up in Clearwater, uh, St. Petersburg, right around the corner from where we are right now in this beautiful boathouse. Um, but uh, I was always around saltwater. I never really got into um, water sports actually until I moved to Indiana at about, you know, 17 years old, uh, junior year of high school and, uh, started getting on to this little private lake. And, and I remember watching this guy, uh, shout out to Steve Likas, who is not only like a, just a tremendous person, but a, a professional role model and, and, a, and a great person in general, like watching him do a back roll going by my now wife's parents' house on this little private lake. And I was like, I need to do that. And I mean, I was late to the game. I mean, now kids are riding at, you know, 10, 10 years old or whatever. And I mean, I didn't get started till maybe 20 or, or whatever. But, um, you know, that that was the, you know, kind of, start of my water sports passion, I guess, you know, and just watching somebody do it. And, uh, we, uh, yeah. So in the Midwest, I mean, you know, it's, it's three months, four months long, you know I mean? Your season's so we're in, the, short. we're in the Midwest. Cause I grew up like right over the border of Wisconsin and Illinois, riding right. and shredding and everything. Right. So this is crown point, Indiana, uh, which is the region as they call it. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's right outside Chicago. I'm just on the other side of the border and um you know but a very passionate group that lives there for water as you know you know i mean very passionate about their water sports you like i say you get four months to hit it and and you got to get it you know so uh fast forward you know a lot of years riding on that little lake and and meeting a really really good crew and, and people that are really dear to my heart today that are still really good friends and obviously i met my wife there 
and uh and she's been a big push to you know and melissa's absolutely a stud uh, behind the boat as well yeah so probably yeah had some pressure to to get good yeah no i mean <laughs> I, I saw I, some instagram videos recently yeah no no she, she's really good at all disciplines behind the water and really enjoys the time and so um you know, fast forward a little bit and, and met up with, uh, you know, uh, the Midwest militia guys, Mark McLeany, Tim Damron. I mean, those guys were, were getting things well, that's, going. That's a long time ago. So and that's kind of where um, I kind of wanted to, to lead this into was the Midwest militia. They were a group of riders out in Illinois and they were just totally amped on the sport. And this was a, a, a different time, too. This was like events time you know um midwest grassroots grassroots events and i I think i think in 2018 19 we're starting to see some of the stuff um the grassroots stuff kind of start coming back around but um the the midwest militia used to put on a a big event called the boot camp and talk about kind of um what that event was and your involvement with that yeah no it was it was great i mean it was uh it was definitely at the you know kind of where wakeboarding was was starting to grow it was starting to catch on as a as a sport as an activity and um you know we we were struggling to find how big we wanted to to take it where we could take it and so you know i think that that those guys were definitely the start of it but they brought me on to um to bring, you know, some sponsorship to it. I had some connections with some companies and stuff like that. And, and, you know, some of the boat manufacturers. And, and so we started to basically put on competitions, but it was more about hanging out with other like-minded people, you know, who really enjoyed the sport. I, I think the events are so important. I think it's really cool to have you guys here to kind of touch on that being is that you're, um, you, you guys work for such an important uh, dealer, uh, dealer that has, um, you know, uh, gotten some some massive awards. And a lot of that comes down to the marketing, comes down to the events and whatnot. Um, I think it was the Malibu Boats Rider experience, which is where um, I was able to to really connect with, with you guys. And that was probably like three or four years ago. And Boulder Boats and your crew in general just does a, an amazing job of... Um, really bringing the people to um to the events and you know you talk to some sponsors you talk to some dealers events aren't necessarily that important and i want to kind of get your guys's take on it and why um boulder boats seems to um to put s- so much worth into um putting on yeah with without a doubt i mean that is that is the one thing that Stuart and christina have done just an awesome job at is they've they got they got the business going and, and Stu's got such a great, he's got such a great story, such an interesting guy to talk to. But when I first joined up with their team in 2012 and in the funniest part about it is, you know, here we're in Orlando today and I know that we're going to be probably getting our third time getting a boating industry top 100 award. And- oh, so we didn't even, we didn't even um, mention what you guys are in <laughs> town for and actually what I'm in town for too. Cause I, flew here specifically today i flew here this morning to number one record this 
um, episode with you guys, knowing that you were going to be in town for the... Um, no, we flew to town to do this podcast. <laughs> right, yeah, there. Yeah. It just so happens we're here for MDCE also. Yeah. You know, so, but. so yeah, we're... Um, <laughs> But but for sure, let's let's wrap on that. But if you want to, you want me to tell, um, you want me to talk about MDCE or do you let's, want me to talk about the, I, I, the events? I, it's, on the, this is how the podcast goes. We're going to have to keep circling around. You want to so. put it on the life jacket <laughs> yeah. with the post-it notes Yeah, there. with all of our that's, notes. Uh, that's, so, my, that's my young successful guys. And we'll talk, hopefully one of the things is careers in the boating industry is, but I channeled the ADD with uh, with lists and writing things down and make sure you get the things Take done a look at my list. wall right behind you. Yeah, the post-it notes. Yeah. yeah. The post-it I, notes of the dry erase board. So no, the uh, so so for the cliffhanger for those of you that have been waiting to hear about these events that I started talking about and interrupted <laughs> myself. So what Stuart and Christina do is awesome job is is we're not doing it because we have to. Uh, Boulder Boats isn't doing it because well somebody came to you and said hold this event, but they have done what uh, I would well, say single handedly when you talk about taking something over the top. That's what we do, and and it's great because there's very little things that you ever buy in your life that I think impacts your family and your friends like the, uh, like the boat will be. And I mean, let's be realistic. I don't follow the manufacturer of the car I drive on Instagram or I don't follow them on Facebook. I don't follow the car dealership I bought from. I don't even know the sales guy's name on, you know, the last five things I bought that cost over a thousand dollars, but there's many of our customers that are very engaged with the dealership. And that's what we've done a a fantastic job or being part of our team has been, you know, I, when I went out to Vegas in 2012, that week I spent with those guys, collegiate wake was going on at Lake Las Vegas at a time when the economy was pretty much as low as, you know, it could be in on the rebuild. And, and Lake Las Vegas is an absolutely beautiful area that it wasn't expecting to be spring break for a bunch of college kids stayed at the Hilton. But you know, that's something that the Boulder Boats wrapped Axis A22 is pulling the event. And, um, you know, that was that was one area where right away the first week I was there seeing that involvement. And Stuart and Christina have been involved in INT and they've been traveling to the Southern California INTs and getting their kids involved. And so many people always will will bring that up to me when I'll say I'm part of the Boulder Boats team or anybody people calling in and things like that is is there going, yeah, we met your owners at this event. And and I mean, you wouldn't know they're the owners of the company because you'd think they're the hardest working people there as well. Their kids are all involved having fun in it. Um, it just, it's what makes it cool. I don't know how often this happens to you guys, but I feel like I've actually met customers at your events who have traded in their old boats to come on board with something from you guys uh, based off of uh, the experience that they had at your events. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's where it comes down to the what what is a dealer doing for you, you know, and, and it's not like we can just go in and say, oh, we have to do this event. I mean, that's a couple of things I, I would want to point out. And, and one is I, that's why I've loved that Malibu rider experience. We've gotten to do three of them over the years now. Uh, the first one when we met you out in Arizona. And, and what I take from it is is almost like those little bits and those tricks. You know, I think of all the times where I've learned that that new trick on docking the boat or, or setting up the waiver and the wake or any of that stuff is I learned it from somebody else that time on the boat with it there. So the the interaction with the customers and what I think the general public needs to hear is is it isn't like, oh, that guy with that, you know, that big expensive boat, they must be they must be so good. Uh, they must be at another level. It's it's a lot of people are going out there and they're having fun. I hear a lot of people saying they wish they could find more people to be out on their boat with. And so when we do those customer activities, uh, interaction, whether it's our demo weekends or or the ride days or stuff like that, it ends up being awesome because, yeah, we've seen those those families become friends with each other and, and really enjoy growing boating. And it's 
I guess the sale to us is the byproduct of it. I mean, it's not like we're we're saying the we're relationships. Doing this. Yeah, we're not saying hey, we're going to be part of the Malibu Rider experience because we hope we can sell five more boats as a result of it. We're doing it because we we're passionate. I mean, it is our time on the water, and and that's what's really cool. So, what the Malibu Rider experience, which maybe you can help me on some of that if I don't cover it, but it's not just a competition either. You know, it's a three day event. We got people coming, shoot, there was guys coming from all over. I mean, there's a kid there, I think from Korea or something. There's yeah, the, Australia, you know, Australia, bunch of families and stuff coming from Texas, but it's not well, just and a competitive. What's so crazy about that is it's supposed to be a grassroots event, but it's still drawing the people um, from, from around the world, which I think just goes to show like how quality of an event it, it truly is. Um, one of the things that I noticed when I was at um, your all's events was the fact that you guys had so many boats on the water and you guys, I, I was going to say that you had so many sales pros, but can, we'll change it to fun pros. <laughs> Is it, would, that, would, would that be a little bit better? Yeah. Fun facilitators? You know, yeah. Sales isn't a bad word. Like, let's call it sales pros. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, but, but we're passionate about it. At well, the I end think of the what's day. important is is it's a process, right? And luckily for anybody buying a boat, it's a fun process. It's, uh, I guess, I don't know, because there's the expensive part, and I don't want to, like, I don't want to play it off like these boats aren't expensive because they are. But they're achievable. You- they're attainable. But yeah, it's it's easily the most expensive thing that you're usually buying in your life besides your house. And it's for sure the most expensive thing you ever buy in your life that you don't need. Well, I've been looking- <laughs> absolutely. No, nobody needs a boat. But once they get out there and enjoy that time with their family and like see their kids loving that time behind the boat and, and their friends on the boat, like they can easily quantify, you know, like qualify that, that expense there. You know, I mean, you can go to Disney world. We were just talking about this last night. You can go to Disney world and whatever a family of five, what are you going to spend eight grand, you know, for a week and come home with some, you know, foam Mickey mouse ears and a couple pictures. You can go on vacation every weekend on a boat, right? Every weekend and, and, and get your family out there and do something active the the phones rarely work depending on the lake you're on like out in, in the in the west like your phones don't work on Perfect. the lake you know <laughs> like and and but i've had more customers come into our store and say you know what neil i appreciate you putting us in that boat because like our kids argue all the time and then we get out on the lake and they don't argue and they're having fun and they're sleeping on the way home in the suburban you know and they, they and they get home and they're like that makes it worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, e- e- even though, like, it is a little bit more expensive, too, I mean, it, it's it it's just a, it's a different world at the end of the day. You know, I was at, I, I'd mentioned to you guys before we started talking on the podcast that I had recently just gone and bought a car with my sister, and the car salesman told me he was selling something like 30, 30 cars a month. When I was selling boats, I was lucky to sell 30 boats a year. And I don't know if that's still a big number. Well, but. dude, I, I tell you what, you know, we talk about that often because I have we have so many customers that come in to our dealership and say, wow, this was, this was not like buying a car. And I said, well, you're not buying a car. When you buy a car, you're more of like a statistic. You're just a you're number. You're a statistic and, and you're getting hard sold. Like... I want people to come into our dealership and they do just to come in and talk like they should not be intimidated. Like my wife and I talk about this all the time because I love shopping for cars and she hates it because she hates that salesperson interaction uh, in that environment, you know, 
And <laughs> well, because usually in that environment, you spend more time trying to get a loan that day than you, you know, right, right. And then they're tying you up, you know, for all day long and hard selling and this and that. And I was like, I want people to walk into our dealership and just know that they can come in and just talk to us about boats. Yes, we may do a deal later on down the road, but for now, let's talk about our boats. Let's talk about your family. Let's talk about you guys being on the water. You can't. You can't expect somebody to just dive into one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, like, yeah. And I, I will and say I mean, this: when I sold boats, if I had a dollar for the amount of times that somebody came in, put their checkbook on the desk signed it for me and told me to write a number i'd literally have like four dollars <laughs> yeah right that, yeah, i don't know if that happens no, i mean i mean it, it, it i mean it, it it happens but at the same token you know say the the sales cycle can be very long you know and like we we have to earn the trust of our clients and and, and we do earn it you know because we 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 say hey listen come into our store let's talk about boats and, and, and then I'll let you go on your way and I'll, I'll call you in a couple weeks or whatever the case. But sometimes they're like, dude, I'm ready to go boating. Like, let's go. And it's like, hey, I have new boats. I have used boats. It doesn't matter. You know, I mean, we're the largest used inboard boat dealer in the world. As a as toe sports people, like there's nothing more fulfilling than that to where somebody's coming in whether they're trading in their bayliner and they saved up for that forty thousand dollar boat and this is this is this is the crescendo of their boat buying experience or that guy that's coming in and writing stroking a check for one hundred eighty thousand dollars. i think you're you're bringing up a good point of, of getting people involved and so the the what it, it comes down to is is with we're not we're not just hard selling and we're we're looking out. I mean, that's where you find that people are in this for the right the right thing. And and there's guys that unfortunately um we have competitors that are just sales guys just like any industry. There's good and bad about it. And there's just people literally that literally trying to get boats and just trying to get that next sale or or let's get you in this boat today and this and that. All too many times I see somebody who's in a place where they can afford to buy whatever boat they want on the market and they go and they talk to somebody who doesn't have um, that person's uh, best interest in mind. You know what I mean? And like realistically, yeah, you could probably go out and get a apples to oranges comparable boat, right? One for a hundred thousand and one for, you know, $65,000. But even in, uh, you know, we're already what talking 2019 model seasons. I've already heard of people returning or not returning, but trading in boats that they've had for a month because they thought that they needed to be in the $25,000. I'm not talking about like budget boats. I'm just talking about the wrong boat in general. Well, and that's, and that's one of the, the, the most important things. And if there's any, you know, boat sales professionals out there listening to this podcast, like one of the things that you can do to to better service your clients is, I mean, you have to ask a lot of questions early on. You you have to ask them, where do you, what are we doing here today? Like, what are you, where are you seeing yourself in three years? Where are you seeing your family's boating needs in five years? And yeah, it's great that you can sell them a boat today and then next year they come in and, and buy another boat. And yeah, that's awesome as a salesperson. But as a professional, you have to put them in the right boat for the next, you know, X amount of years or, or whatever it is. That's the difference between a sales person 
Right. And a sales professional. And I think in the car industry, a lot of times you'll get a lot of salespeople versus in our industry where you get more sales professionals. And that's the thing. Going back to what I was talking about, 30, 30 cars in a month versus the sales guys who sells 30 boats in a year. The reality is the guy who's selling 30 boats in a year is going to remember all 30 people that he sold that boat to. The car dealership dude doesn't even remember my name five minutes after yeah, we just spent, sure. you know, $30,000 with him. And that was yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's always a lot of money, but you know, we hold, and we see our clients in for, for service and like we make a, a, a really good point to walk down to our service department and say, Hey, Mr. And Mrs. Jones, how's the boat treating you? Are you guys right. having fun? Are these guys taking care of you? You can't forget the customer when they walk out. It's a different right. industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah that for is sure. And if and if you I mean, if you go online and look at like our our Google reviews or, well, or whatever. Hey, when was the like, when was when was the last time uh, you you went out to dinner with the guy that sold you a car? You know what I mean. But right, how often right, you guys go to dinner yeah. with with one of your boat customers? Right. You yeah. Know? Like I, we will hang out with them on the lake. Like every chance we get, you know. Like I want to know how their family's doing. I want to know how their kids' back rolls coming. I right. want to know how mom's wake surfing 360 is coming. Tell me about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah, you, know? you don't have that do not answer under their phone number when no, they call. No. Oh, there's always a few. <laughs> right. But that, I mean, that, and that's the other part of it too is, you know, I mean, like I said, it's being a part of the Boulder team is awesome because yeah, we've got a lot of things happening and, and a lot of good things going on at our, at our stores and with what we can offer customers. And, and those, those customers referring us things are, they're referring it because they, they've had a great experience with it and they're bringing people saying, I want to deal with it. So, I mean, our, our guys in our service shop do a great job and you know, they always, there's all these things that we learn and, and hear about, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not like, you know, I think when, when Boulder won the WSIA, um, Oh, retailer man. of the year retailer right? of the year. yeah sorry I, I got hung up on the name and i didn't want to say it incorrectly but you know Stu pointed out a, a great point of just how many people are out there and like i've said i've had probably over a thousand people on a boat with me and i've got to see that smile and you know just a couple nights ago i, I met with some managers from some different industries just over some some professional development type stuff and that's the stuff that when i was giving my first go at the boat business and the you know in my early 20s I thought it was just kind of like probably what you were saying, man, I was doing it and you're working the hustle cause it's the, the fun job and making you're good money boats <laughs> and you're hanging out with boats and you're doing that. But you know, if you treat, no matter what it is you do, you treat it with, with the right attitude and you treat it with wanting to be a pro, it's going to be fun. But these guys were, were talking to, uh, these other managers were chatting with me regarding, well, you know, your industry is, is crazy and expensive and all this stuff. And they said, you know, you got it. I said, look, it's not for the one percenters it's, and if it was, all the tow boats out there combined, they build like less than 14 or 15,000 of them a year. If, if there's 350 million Americans, 1% is three and a half million. Like we still aren't, we, we don't have three and a half million new boats to be selling out right. there. We got 14,000, you know, in comparison, yeah. Harley builds 270,000 motorcycles. Ford builds over, I think, 750,000 F-series trucks and about 2 million vehicles total. I mean, you And just, Malibu is building what? Uh, Malibu and Axis out of their factory, they're doing about 4,000. 4,000 um, boats a year. Yeah, yeah. just under 4,000. Yeah, and that's, you know, and that's where it gets down to. We're, we're partnered up with a company that can be looked at as the, the big player. And, and realistically, you're getting, you know, craft artwork or a custom-built hot rod built on the same scale more than you're getting that that f-series truck and or that you know that 
Harley Davidson that you've caught, you know, you decided to buy or something like that. There's just, it's so much more custom than people realize. And, and that's another thing too. If, if, you know, for those people that are out there, maybe if this turns into being, Hey, I'm thinking about buying a boat for my family, wanting to know what to do. I don't see an awful lot of things that are so handcrafted in the USA than what I've seen in the boat business. And I'm not just saying that, trying to tell people that's what it is. Um, Cobalt boats, absolutely fantastic story. I've gotten to meet the family of, you know, the St. Clair family and, and I'm, I'm not afraid to go up and meet somebody and, and find the people at the top and try to learn their story. I mean, that's, you're talking about like the factory and the hand craftsmanship. And I've personally been able to tour, Mastercraft. I've been able to tour Nautique, Malibu. Um, I feel like there's some other brands I've I, I've I've toured as well. But I don't know that the car industry as is as open armed as the boating industry and the fact that you can set an appointment through yeah your that's sales one of the things I wanted to touch on. If you're thinking about buying a boat, if you're looking at it, go to the factory. You can, go check that they out. They will take you through a factory. If you're if you're doing the um you know I love the I love our team at, at Malibu Boats, but I mean if if you're doing the Disneyland thing and you're a boater or the Disney World thing and you know Regal Boats, Nautique Boats are right here in Orlando. There's um well you got to go you've got to go see for yourself if you, you're going to spend that kind of money you got to go see and 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 that's 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 that I mean I think everybody's building a great boat right now but at the end of the day you know people I all too often I'm sure you guys hear it uh wakeboard boats wake surf yeah. boats are too expensive they're putting themselves out of business well I don't know a manufacturer as of right now and I know a lot of manufacturers that are um able to even like keep up with the demand of the boats right now right yeah well i mean i the same story has been said since 2000 i had a buddy that bought an x-star in 2000 and it was what 40 39 dollars or 40 you know all in and i said man nobody else is buying a wakeboard boat after this this is ridiculous and here we are that same boat can sell for twenty nine thousand dollars, you know in today's market so i mean literally he didn't buy a forty six thousand dollar boat he bought, you know, a $17,000 yeah. boat. The price is what you pay. The cost is determined when you sell it. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. You got yeah. to look at what your, what was the cost of ownership. And then when it was all said and done, what, what memories, what are you exchanging? But for? yeah, how stoked were they on having that boat for whatever, 10 years and taking their family out? Going to stop right there, man. How fun are these Boulder boats, guys? And speaking of fun and Boulder boats, did you know that they are the biggest licensed Conley dealer in the United States? Anytime you're inside one of their shops, be sure to ask to see the full lineup of Conley products. From wake accessories to apparel and everything in between, I promise you will not be disappointed. Conley has been helping people have fun on the water since 1965, and they continue to keep the tradition alive today. Check out the entire Conley line from classic skis to the most cutting-edge wakeboards and boots, wake surfers, and all the accessories at ConleySkis.com. That's C-O-N-N-E. E double L Y dot com. Now back to the boys, Neil, Dan, Lee, and me here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Well, but with that being said, though, I know this for a fact because I had tacos with you in Arizona like two months ago. Mm -hmm. You, you had a goal. This was both. I think we talked about this before the the announcement was made at the the Malibu meeting. You had a goal like four or five years ago to become Malibu. Um, Western salesman or salesman of the year 
and here we are 2018 three weeks ago dealer meeting you're named salesman of the year how much of that credit do you take for yourself how much of that credit do you do you give to the people surrounding you yeah i mean that's you know it's important to be both driven and to understand the law of attraction you know like regardless of what your vocation is regardless of what you like to do in life the law of attraction is real and if you write that goal down and i wrote that goal down since i moved to arizona since dan talked me into coming out here i had no idea what i was getting paid i had no idea what we were gonna do but i knew that we were gonna sell some boats and have some you're gonna make some noise yeah we're gonna make some noise and and picked up moved out and i said well if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be the best personally the best that i can be it just so happens that i didn't realize how important having a team around you that is so good our service guys in the back our our pro shop people to dustin our general manager like those guys are so passionate about this and so good that they allow me to be successful in in achieving that award and and even up to our our top leadership like dan and Stuart and christina so i mean you know all of that comes into play but listen you have to write your goals down every day you have to do it whether it's twice a day you have to continually learn i still read i still try and learn from other industries and other leaders and other successful people that's how you're going to get to where you want to be sure that's it yeah and that's the uh you know i i train a lot of our, our younger uh or our, just our newer employees and you know obviously i thought the grass was greener when i went and got a big kids job and um and, and circumstances had gotten me into that situation with obviously the economy and changes and things like that over the years but it was it was definitely one of those things that no matter what when i wasn't in the boat business wasn't part of selling wasn't part of just the whole dealership big picture thing um i thought about it every day and and that's we hear that about a lot of our customers saying the same thing i mean i've heard at the closing table guy goes a guy's wife will say something like well i don't know what he's gonna do with all his free time now because all this guy did every night seemed like he was, he was scrolling through boulderboats.com and looking at it and i was i was getting a kick i mean when you go man you got that much of an influence on people's lives or you know that's that's what we're that's what we're hoping to be going you know there's the dash i mean if uh if you ever read the the story, the poem or whatever, it tells the dash. It's like on your on your tombstone, there's the year you were born, the year you were you're deceased, and, and the dash in the middle of it. It's what is that dash? What did you do? And it's it's cool because when I was 23, 24, 25, I was selling fiberglass, I was selling horsepower, I was selling against Dustin Dewey next door. Now I look at it as, you know, we have the sign, you only get 18 summers with your kids. How many do you have left? We had it up in our dealership on the wall, and people were saying, that's that's such an impactful message that you guys have there. And, and I literally heard it enough times that I, I called Stuart and I said, Hey, next time we start doing truck wraps, the next truck we wrap, you got to put that on the tailgate. It's one thing for the people that walk in through our door, but when I'm commuting to work and there's a packed freeway full of people behind me, I want that in their well, face. It makes you think it seriously makes you think I, like every time I see that truck, every time I'm at a boat show and I see that truck wrapped, the one that I'm, was parked right, uh, right strategically when you were uh, announcing the uh, the rail jam, you mean? Yeah, I know, I know exactly what truck and where it was sitting. And, uh, yeah, um, it, it, it's crazy because I think about it and I think like I'm like, oh no, those guys, eighteen summers, blah. but I think back to my childhood and it was like 
I turned 18. I had that last summer with my folks, and they stopped paying the gas bill for, yeah, for, for my sure. for my uh, water ski addiction. You know. Yeah, absolutely. But, so no, that I mean that's what makes it fun. I mean we're we're talking a lot about. I'm I'm really excited too. This conversation is is going a lot more to. I was hoping we'd have the opportunity that yeah we we do deliver a great message to the listeners out there, whether it's somebody thinking about buying a boat, whether somebody thinking about, hey, I'm a passionate boater and enthusiast, and man, maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i not as stoked about what I do for work, and, and these guys sound like they do it. I mean, it's real, and you know, yeah, people all the time, like, one thing that's funny is, you know, on my Instagram, one Dan Lee one, people will go, man, it looks like you're just so into your lifestyle and so into your boats, and it must be awesome, and I'll be like, well, with my three little ones under the age of five, you know, luckily my, my wife, Allison, I said, she's just awesome because she has four kids. She's got the three plus myself to, to rank. And if anybody's house. hung out with Dan Lee, you know that, that maybe, <laughs> yeah, she's that put up maybe with, she's got four kids. She's put up with so much. I mean, I've jokingly told her, I'm like, I promise you would think I'm going and having an affair. I really am at the dealership till one thirty in the morning because I want to put these crazy lights on my boat or I want to make this crazy parade float. And, and well, literally. and that's, and that's what's so important. And I, I do some side work for a buddy back in Chicago and I'm sure you guys don't know this, but uh, one of my passions is also sorting through computer parts. <laughs> I know we, we, we do know this. Dana. <laughs> we, we do know this. However, maybe your listeners don't. Yes. So it's not that I, it's not that I love computer parts. It's just that it's a job that my buddy has for me when I have free time and I'm in Chicago. It's five minutes from my parents' house and it takes my mind off of everything else and I make a couple of extra bucks yeah, in my pocket. Yeah. But I like, for some reason, after doing all these weird jobs that I've done my entire life, I enjoy it. I enjoy going there, not having to think about it and just whatever. I enjoy going out to contests, announcing on the microphone. You know, it's not even a job anymore, right? No, but you Dan, do speaking of speaking about your passion though, speaking about your passion. I know that you're a big wrestling fan. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You're a big wrestling fan, professional wrestling. So, if you were a professional wrestler and you were going to like have your ring entrance music, what would the song be? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Now, how uh, counter question what in the Boathouse studio makes you think that I'm such a huge wrestling if, fan? If you, if you guys would come to this studio, and I urge everybody to to follow Dano on like Instagram or whatever. Even though I don't post anything. Yeah, <laughs> no, he doesn't. But it, there's this amazing collection of vintage water skis. It's it's. I mean, there's literally somebody wake surfing right by our uh, where we're sitting right it's actually, now. Actually, there's probably a pro rider out there right now. With yeah, this guy yeah, here. totally. And it, so he has this uh, collection of figurines from, uh, you know, back in the day wrestling. We got some, we got an old Sting over there. We got yeah, a, got we got a Ric Flair in the back there, looking good. We got a, even a hacksaw Jim Duggan in there somewhere. Is so, that where the so, all yeah so comes at, from? <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, it, it, like, it, and I was, it, it, you know, I was a wrestling fan as a kid, and, and, and I'm still like, you know, an MMA fan or whatever. But if you were gonna be, oh, so are you asking me if I was to use like a wrestler's theme song? No, 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 no. What's your theme song? What would just your, come up with, like, what's Dan your theme song? The man when you're entering the ring, uh, like the UFC you know, the crazy out. thing is, is that if I if I were to have my own theme song, it would be something like super it it wouldn't be like power rock it would be like a love song it would be like a deep track it would be Ooh, something good. like that's uh, good i can i can um, see that like 
Never Tear Us Apart by NXS or something. Oh, the that's the first CD I ever owned. <laughs> the crowd's just like, what, what the, the heck? <laughs> what is going yeah. on right now? But yeah, you know. A little, little showdown by the Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah, hey, Dan, 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 Lee, Dan Lee, what would your entrance song be? Oh, that's easy. So I'd, I'd have Southern Fried Intro by Ludacris. And, and this is like, you know, one of the things I love about... <laughs> Wait, were you playing that before we that's started? I was playing. He played it in the shower. The, the, yeah, Neil was in the shower at our hotel room, but I, I turned out, I stuck he it under the door. stuck it under the Literally under the like door. 30 seconds before we started, before I hit record on this thing, Dan is playing that song. Was he like, <laughs> well, Neil, was he trying to get yeah, pumped yeah, up? Yeah, he's pumping himself No, I was trying hoping you were recorded so I said, I said man I hope this is a special episode or if you're listening to this and you wondered why Southern Fried Intro from Ludacris was playing instead of the usual guitar it's because that's my entry song let me ask you guys this here because as um, as like industry guys now um, I'll start with um, I'll, I'll start with you Neil so through the industry through the events through the years uh, who are like some of the guys that, as far as like pros that you wanted to um, to meet that the industry has kind of opened that door for you? Well, you know, I mean, that, that's a good question. And, and I think that I'll, I'll flip the script on that a little bit because there was somebody that I met back in 2003. I was fortunate enough to write into Wakeboarding Magazine and go on an 18 day bus tour which back in the day, you remember the bus sure. tours were, were huge and, and how awesome that was. And there was a guy named Charlie Patterson. Right. And for a lot of these old school guys out there, if they know, if they know Charlie and, and I still see him, I mean, he still kills it. He's got a, got a beautiful little family, like five kids, five kids. Yeah. In and, one go. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, that was a guy that I learned how to, to balance, this crazy lifestyle that can consume you if you allow it and being professional and being driven. And I think that that was, you know, the, that, that was really, uh, something that resonated with me spending 18 days with him and all these athletes that would come onto our buses and this and that. And, and it was, it, it was a tremendous experience, but I, I think that that was number one. And then, um, the other, I would say, is uh, seeing these kids, the the young kids, like uh, like Hudson Haney, sure, for instance, the next generation, the next generation. Like he's an Arizona kid, and his 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 parents are, are you know stoked on it, and and you know we we've had a chance to hang out on a boat a little bit, but you know like. I think that seeing that next generation come up is still stoked on wakeboarding. Does it ever hurt seeing a kid who's like six years old who rips harder than you? Yeah. No way. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, it does. <laughs> it totally does. Slightly. Just but, like, that's, but, I, but, you, but you know what? Like when, when I see the smile on his face and it's not like some, you know, soccer mom pushing, you know, a kid to be really good. Like, I mean, he, he loves being out there. Sure. And, and, and so, then his so parents in, too. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. So, so in that, like, like I, I, I get a lot of respect for those kids, you know. And and so, so those are the two, the those are the two doors that this industry has opened up, the old school and the new school. How about you, Dan? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting a little caught off guard with it. Like I had mentioned, you know, I think Parks being like the the Babe Ruth of the industry a, a bit out there, and um, and it's been funny because that is there's been a lot of people that I've gotten to interact with. And, and if you don't know me, I have oftentimes heard, it's like, man, you're, 
you're pretty much uh you're a lot to handle when i first met you man the stuff you're like i don't have Still a, a lot filter. To handle. i don't have a filter on things or i'll <laughs> yeah. say what i say like i got I got to go out with Grub uh, on my axis in Vegas in 2014 for some Red Bull event. And I mean, just kind of out of the blue, I was talking to him and, and it was so cool because he was, he was going to ride and he had his girlfriend with him at the time. And he was like, do you guys mind if we go ride? And I was like, that's awesome. It doesn't seem like work to you. And, and she said, he'll go ride all day and he'll keep riding. He loves it. Like, and I was like, great. Then you keep riding because I want to watch you. I want right. to continue to watch you. And I even said to Grub, he was out there riding. It's just, I was dumbfounded watching him on a wake skate. And I said, man, just think how good you'd be on a wakeboard. And he kind of gave me this look like that's like the you didn't get it coming at it. And I brought it up to him a couple of years later at the dealer. Meeting. You know, I mean, to him, it was like, whatever, that doesn't mean anything. But, you know, he's Mr. Uh, there's there's so many guys about Neil and my age that are so cool. Um, just super cool guys that I'm glad to see that they've made a they've made some marks and they've stayed in the industry and that's, it's worked out for them um, really well. You know, the Sean Murray's the, you see guys like that working really hard. Um, the other, the other guys that I've seen too, like I said, the, the way that the Malibu selects their athletes and their team and seeing how those guys work hard, every one of those guys I've had a ton of respect for and, and seeing that side of as well. Um, and then another one, man, just to, just to give the shout out, uh, people that don't know what they're influencing or who they're influencing, but you know, your boy, Brad, I mean, after his, his accident, after his, yeah, yeah, after his injury, sure. um, I follow him on Instagram. I follow about less than 200 people on Instagram, just trying not to get myself sucked into it too hard, uh, with everything. But, you know, I, I think he's done such a cool job of, of knowing that you can either, you can either fold up the camp and head for the hills or, or you can just keep out there and, and you know what, man, keep fighting. And, and it's those kinds of things that the attitude that he's got and I see him everything from his his physical therapy and, and just his message that he puts out there. Um, I'm sure there's those days that he's got to hear it. And, and that's something that, you know, I learned a lot from my dad about just doing a random act of kindness for a stranger, just doing something really, you know, just random try to do something nice, try to make a friend every day. And so seeing the influences or, or knowing what people do, you know, that's kind of a, a huge thing, seeing like what he's out there fighting and, and struggling and, and dealing with. And, and then you see, you know, ironically, I, his name just kind of had popped up on my radar just months really before his, his accident. And I start going, man, I'm six foot four, 200 pounds. Like we're not supposed to be good riders. I, I don't, this guy's a good looking freaking big dude, like crushing it out there. Like, that's killing my line when people say, why aren't you better than you are if right. you ride that much if you work in the business? Like Brad was out there, you know, just just rocking it out. So it's been fun. And I think the best is always yet to come with who you're going to meet next. But, you know, seeing seeing people and, and that's a big part of of one of the other topics was talking to people. You know, if you're considering boating, getting into a boat, getting one, uh, doing the the dealer events. But same thing with these camps. You know, the the Joe, the average Joes and the pros, they interact a lot in this industry. I mean, you can't just say my kid's getting into football, so let me go. You know, let's go down to Jacksonville and have them throw the ball around with the Jaguars here. But you can go sign up and go to a camp. And um, I think between everything you can learn from that, from your your form, your riding. It's like, who do you recommend? I, I've never been to one. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you, but you know you've sent customers. To... Oh yeah, absolutely. I think Kobe and Tara do a fantastic job, and they're in it for all the right, uh, for all the right things. And I think that um, uh, just like I said, the the camps, the clinics, the things like that is huge, um, just to get people out there, and, and they'll start realizing like, yeah, these these superb athletes, these superb riders are actually pretty cool people to to hang out with as well. And, and it's going to help you, you know, you go spend the money for a week at a camp or, or if a clinic's coming to town and you spend a couple hundred bucks, that's where I learned 
how to hold the right form or to do the right things behind the boat. And, well, and not you personally. That's where your customers have. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, you know, well, you only have to learn the trick once. You only have to learn the dock lasso one time for it to be good. Hey, okay, you guys, so on an an ending note here, and I don't know if this is uh, um, a little bit too much, but you guys have three locations as far as Boulder Boats goes, and they're in some pretty serious locations. You guys are right outside of Phoenix and Mesa. You guys are... Um, right there outside of Vegas in Henderson, and you guys have a spot in Cali. Um, you talk about the relationships, you talk about the people. So I know for a fact that a good handful of um, famous people buy Malibu boats, um, one of which is Dan Bazarian. Bazarian? Yeah, Bilzerian, yeah. Bilzerian. Um you see how much I follow him on uh, Instagram. I see the photos. Uh, but no, but but who, if you guys can even talk about this, are some of the uh, maybe some of the high profile folks that you've maybe uh, sold a boat to or? Well, well, well in, in Arizona, obviously, we get a lot of athletes. Right. And, and you know, I'll let them, re- you know, remain nameless. Um, but I mean, we, we work with. Well, I know. I remember Jared Allen was a Malibu owner. And he yeah. was proud of it. From- yeah, Neil actually sold him. You know, he worked with the Minnesota guys when he was playing for the Vikings. And then he's always had a place in uh, in Scottsdale over the years. And, and we upgraded him a couple years ago. A couple years ago. and and But out of our Vegas location, and Dan can speak to this, like, I mean, we definitely get the entertainment industry. You know, yeah, everybody there. from uh, Jackie Jackson from the Jackson Five has got a, a four wins that he had bought from us back in the day. And, um, you know, the, the Imagine Dragons guys are um, – they're a customer of ours, which it's interesting because you see some of these guys, they really want the notoriety or they want the deal or, or however it, and I got to, I actually got to spend the day, um, on the water with, with Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons and his wife, their, uh, their baby girl, when she was about the same age as my, my oldest son, when she was only probably a year and a half old and, and crazy enough with another couple and their daughter. And it was somebody that Dan knew and, she had cancer and I believe it was probably terminal. It was one of those things I never got to get the follow up. I wanted a photo of me and Dan Reynolds chilling out next to my Malibu so bad, but it, it was such a day. Like it was just hanging out like us hanging out here. It wasn't the right spot for me to be like, Hey, let's get a photo. Um, but you know, once again, going back to this whole work hard at what you do and, and try to be the best at whatever you do. I saw the look at Dan Reynolds face getting mad. Cause he wasn't getting wake surfing down like right away. And I finally like pulled up. I, I said, Hey, can you just be a favor and smile? You know, I said, let's, uh, I know you're really awesome on the good, you know, you're really awesome at, at being one of the best bands out there and the most popular, but you're going to get good at this. It just takes time. Like all the other stuff too. You know, the first day you sat down at the piano, you weren't rocking it out or anything. So, um, it's, it's really funny. I mean, you know, we all put our legs on our pants on one leg at a time. And, and those people that we've gotten to interact with end up being, they're learning from us. I mean, he was stoked when he saw the dock light last. So you bet I pulled it off. You know? <laughs> I might have you do that. I might Dude, have you do that you before we uh, it's unreal. Yeah. finish up here. Yeah. So, so one other thing I kind of wanted to hit on too. So just kind of like on the ski hill and there's always the debate of the skiers and the snowboarders, but um, you know, everything that we see, our, our industry is obviously really, really driven and the wake surfing thing is huge. Um, 
And, and Neil and I have even said, you know, we're the old school, we're the wakeboarders, but man, there's a surfboard on my boat. Well, I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor that if you want to go wake surfing on your guys's boat, you have to take a wakeboard set first. Is there any truth you, to that? You know, th- there used to be some truth to that, but we're 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 slightly loosening the reins on that because uh, you know we we enjoy just any kind of water sport behind the boat. That's a beautiful thing. But no, the um, what what do you think is uh, what do you think is bigger? A, a quiz. So what do you think is bigger, Dan? A wakeboarding, wake surfing? Well, you probably have the numbers here. I don't know. I I think that right now, I I personally think it seems like wake surfing is drive is definitely driving the industry. It is definitely driving the industry. You're exactly right. Yeah, and and I think so too. But, but I also see. I think that I think skiing is coming back. Yeah, though. I think skiing is coming and back. I've been hearing that my whole career. So is rollerblading. Right. <laughs> oh. Damn. No, it is. It is. No, Are you a the, skater, uh, a ski hater? <laughs> no, I love it all. I mean, that's the, um, you know, I want to, I want to keep my, I want to keep my composure and I still want to be able to barefoot. You know, every year I land a back roll, I'm like, yep, I'm 39 and I still landed. I stuck a back roll. I'm 39. I can still barefoot. It's like, you go, there's going to be a point in my life. I'm not going to be able to do it. But the, um, and that's the beauty of, of wake surfing is awesome too, that you got people in their seventies out there doing it and having fun. And, and we're seeing a dynamic of these older folks that are buying these boats to take the grandkids out, but they're getting a chance to have some fun. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It's really cool. And I, I personally, I, I love wake surfing. I, I agree. I saw it going in the direction it was going 18 years ago. I had mentioned it to the boys. I said, Hey, let's all get rich. And it wasn't where the dudes who were kind of, in my opinion, who were pioneering it at the time wanted it to, to go. I think now, you know, I announced uh, wake surf nationals and Danny Harf was there for Ronix uh, scouting, Team riders, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, and that's the uh, and that's the interesting thing. So, so the other flip side of it, and go, well, these big fancy boats, you need it to do it. But the the one thing I feel like I know is a measurement and a schematic I can use is wakeboarding and wake surfing are both older than Instagram. Right. So if you ever if you ever do a side by side, check the hashtag yeah, wakeboard and wakeboarding, hashtags. and search the hashtag wake surf wake surfing. Dude, wake surfing will get you. No, wake, no wake, wakeboarding, wakeboarding, is like, wakeboarding. It's like. It's like six or eight times more posts at the time when I was checking it last wow. versus wakeboarding. But think yeah. of it this way as far as like, you know, remember that that 68 Galaxy and that 82 Sea Ray? You can go wakeboarding behind a cable, behind those lawnmower winches. You can only go wake surfing drive. behind yeah. know, the, the, these boats, you know? So it just keeps it fun. Just something is a, it was kind of another little what's your sure. theme fight, uh, fight song intro music. But the uh, the wakeboarding, wake surfing thing, there's, there's a lot to be had. Yeah, it might not be driving the new boat industry right now um with the impact that surfing has on it but the boats are all so next level from everybody out there which makes it really cool to see all the features they're able to pack but what we try and do as a team like at our stores is enjoy every toad water sport right like like we even we even picked up a solemn ski that (laughs) me and our parts guy ryan koski like or platt like you know we just we ride that slot i mean i'm horrible on a slot my wife is good i'm horrible but I'll ride that thing twice a year. You fun know? is fun. It's it's just about getting out there, having a good time. And you know what? And and Dan, going back to kind of where, what you said at the beginning of, of the podcast is, you know, talking about having all the equipment for that guy out there so that when he brings his 3X buddy over there, he has what he needs to get out on the water. To me, I don't care. You want a tube. You want Let's a wakeboard. Let's go tubing, You bro. want to ski. You know? you yeah, want, whatever. Sure. I don't care. You want a kneeboard. I, I got two of them. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah. So, hey, all well, right, guys. Let's wrap it up, huh? Yeah, let's, let's, we're going to go ahead. We're going to wrap this thing up here. Uh, before I let you guys go, what I normally do is I give all the athletes or the guests the opportunity to um, give people their sponsors and their social media. So I don't know if you guys have sponsors. I know you have social media or any shout outs that you want to make. Uh, Dan, I'll let you kind of start this thing off. You know, I will uh, definitely, I got to, I got to thank, my family's had a ton of support for me. Um, You know, I I thought they wouldn't have ever want to see me move away. And and my dad was a huge supporter of of me chasing my passion. Um, My wife is, is absolutely gets the raw end of this deal for what this passion does for me. And, And just, I hopefully, you know, am giving back on the backside of it for what we can do for our family is a, a big part of that. Um, other guys just to thank, and you know, I don't have a board sponsor. Steve Bates has hooked me up with several Conley and CWB boards <laughs> over the years. And I was hoping I could be dropping his name in here. He's got great, he's been great stories and, and he probably has no idea how good of an influence he's been on, on the direction and, and just the connections and things that I've made as well. But you know, a few people like that out there and then, um, like I said, our, our whole team at Boulder Boats, it's not just one person, you know, uh, Stuart, Christina, absolutely thankful for everything that you guys have, uh, have done for the industry and have done for my family as well. Um, but everybody else on the team that's hustling and working hard too. Do you have time to talk to the listeners? You want to give out an email, uh, Instagram, anything? Yeah, Facebook? absolutely. So if anybody ever wants, I mean, I'm just, a I'm, I'm one Dan Lee one on Instagram and, um, on Facebook should be able to find me. There's a uh, several of Dan Lee's several out there. I'm thousand. sure. Um, but then if, uh, you know, <laughs> several, just 10,000, <laughs> I'm still one of the original OGs. There's like a dozen people that worked at Boulder boats when I started there. So I'm still Dan at boulderboats.com. but anybody on our team is first name, first letter, your last name. So Dan or Dan L at boulderboats.com. Be happy to talk to anybody if they're thinking about, you know, giving it a run and looking at the career, thinking about something and looking for a recommended, uh, dealer good connection out there be happy to talk to anybody i just recommend that you have some time listeners if you're gonna call dan up (laughs) i'm just kidding dan but neil how about you brother hey hey thanks hey dan i appreciate you having us on today you know and uh you know everybody hit that subscribe button follow dan uh dan Mano, get that golden mic podcast but uh uh, at N-A-W-A-Z on, uh, on Instagram, but definitely got to thank um, my Boulder Boats teammates, Stuart, Christina, Dustin Dewey, Dan Lee. Uh, these are my homeboys and, uh, and homegirls. And uh, thank my wife for letting me chase this passion. I mean, it, this, is, this is long hours. This is hard work, um, but it's a lot of fun. And you have to have an understanding partner at home. And I'm lucky that I do. Very good. She's a good girl for yeah. sure. And I Appreciate know it. That. Appreciate you, Dana. All right, boys. So as we conclude this thing, final thoughts. What did you think? Your first, this is your first time on a podcast, right? First thought, final thoughts? Actually, it's my 29th time on a podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, not true at all. Uh, <laughs> first time, uh, you know, Dana, you're a true professional. And I don't think that anybody else that's listening right now can understand the hard work that goes into what he does to make this happen. And to know that he's had some of the, the, the best athletes and the most influential people in our sport on here, you know, out of just working it out of his brain. I mean, you guys have got to follow this guy. Tell your friends about him. Thank you. I wasn't necessarily looking for a little, uh, no, no, this is from, this is from the heart. This is from the heart. This is from the heart. Yeah. I mean, I, and, uh, and, 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 and we, and we appreciate, uh, what he does for, for our industry and just in general, 
and also uh if you guys are doing a side hustle start a podcast Man, not a bad idea yeah. so yeah no dano I, I do appreciate it. it it's uh you know these friends i've made in the industry definitely the friendly competition that pushes each other but you do a great job with this thing absolutely and congratulating you on that larry medic award um oh, I think yeah was, for sure that's Stoked huge on that thank you guys i mean it is uh you know at the passion what do we say the intersection of passion and hard work but um you do a lot and you do it for you can tell absolutely at any event or anything that you're at you do such a great job of of you're in it for the people you're in it to make it you're a crowd pleaser and you're making it better and the behind the scenes stuff i know there's a lot that you do um for the industry and uh, you're not out there doing it for yourself you're not doing it to try to figure out how to you know so you can go and and get the free ride or get the free boat or anything free like yo-yo. that. You know, yeah, that's you do a great job, I, man. I, yeah, you're saying that I've got a box of, of free yo-yos free yo-yos right there. there. <laughs> it just showed up. Dan Lee, Neil Wahlberg, guys, thanks a bunch. Thanks, buddy. All right, listeners, listen up. We'll be right back with more right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Oh yeah. Winter is here and that means your boat is out of the water and it's the perfect time to install Sea Deck. Sea Deck Marine Products is the industry leader in innovative flooring solutions, supplying the best boat builders in the world with comfortable, durable, non-skid flooring systems. Sea Deck uses UV protective non-absorbent foam featuring an innovative textured micro dot surface for an enhanced non-slip experience. SeaDeck is available in a variety of sizes, thicknesses, and colors, and they have a worldwide network of certified installers ready to help you design a custom kit perfect for your boat. For more information, check out www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Your boat deserves SeaDeck. Does your boat have small compartments that won't allow a big water ballast bag? Well, do I have a solution for you? I'm talking about Leadwake, of course. You already know it's the ballast bag every pro is running in their boat today. No remake or imitation will do when it comes to Leadwake bags, except no substitutions. Leadwake is the biggest name in wake ballast, and don't just take it from me. Riders and promoters all across the industry run the original and number one easily movable, moldable, and indestructible lead weight ballast. Lead weight bags help clean up the weight while also helping distribute that little extra bit of oomph all over the boat. These bags are easy to carry, made from 100% recycled steel material, and sewn into the inside is a high-density foam core to protect not only the bag, but your boat. Lead weight bags can be stacked and placed in tight spaces and at a density of nine times that of water just a few bags can replace those space-consuming water bags. The best part, Leadwake offers free shipping from anywhere inside the continental United States. And when you buy nine bags, you get the 10th bag free. Find out why all the pros use Leadwake in their boats at leadwake.com. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the North, Dano the Mano, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. I want to thank Neil Wahlberg and Dan Lee again for stopping by and having an awesome conversation. It's always nice to mix things up and have people on here from all over the industry and beyond. 
If you like what you heard and you want to learn more about the Boulder Boats philosophy, check out boulderboats.com. It's a great company and those are some really, really great guys. Well, that about closes the books on 2018. I have no more gigs for the rest of the year and I can't wait to relax and spend time with my family. What a crazy year it's been. So many great events, so many amazing guests, and you know I'm already stoked for 2019. I want to wish you all a happy holiday and a happy new year. And if you've been scratching your head about what to get me this year, let me give you a quick hint. Like and share my content. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star rating. Write a nice review. Share the podcast on all of your social media channels and tag the Golden Mike Podcast on Facebook. And if you listen to this podcast in your car, roll down your window all the way, turn the volume up all the way, and share this podcast with the world. It'd mean a lot to me. Thank you all for listening and an enormous thank you to the sponsors of this podcast for their continued support. Thanks to SeaDeck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Footin.com, Waterskiing.com, WSIA, Roswell Marine, O'Brien, Ledwake, Conley, Ronix, Hyperlight, and GoPuck. Behind the scenes, a special thanks to Jenna Carruth on the web, Rich Walsh on the audio, additional support from Arthur, Snoop, Shabby, Shab, and Jane Levy for all the love. That's all for me, folks. I appreciate y'all for listening. As always, I am the Noise of the North, Dan Lamano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Mike Podcast.